0: Hey everybody, this is William Brocker. I'm just picking up where I left off on the uh, first um, installation of the healing scriptures. The first one included mostly scriptures from the Old Testament. Um, and there are many, many more. I'm just listing a few so, that, so I can listen to them myself and be edified and, and strengthen my faith. And, uh, and hopefully it will do the same for you in times of need. Uh, I love you and uh, I'm just going to pick up here uh, starting in Matthew and just just go through mostly amplified version because it expounds on them so much in some of the uh, New covenant uh, healing scriptures. I'm going to start with uh, in Matthew chapter 8, the verses two and three out of the amplified. And behold, a leper came up to him, Jesus and prostrating himself, worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you're willing, you're able to cleanse me by curing me. And he reached out his hand and touched him, saying, I'm willing, be cleansed by being cured. And instantly his leprosy, leprosy was cured and cleansed. This is a great scripture because, you know, this leper didn't have the new covenant promises and the word of god written in in the bible like we do he was genuinely wondering whether or not the lord was willing he knew he could but he didn't know if he was willing to cleanse him well now we don't have to ask that question because it's listed here that he told him he was willing and if he did it for him he'll do it for you The the lord is the same yesterday today, and forever. He's no respecter of persons. And so we know that that promise is for us anytime we want it. Praise God. Matthew eight seventeen, And thus he fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took, He himself took in order to carry away our weaknesses and infirmities and bore away our diseases. Matthew 18:18 18, 18 through 20 Truly I tell you whatever you forbid and declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already forbidden in heaven and whatever you permit and declare proper and lawful on earth must be what is already permitted in heaven Again I tell you if two or two of you on earth agree harmonize together, make a symphony together about whatever, anything and everything that, may, that that they may ask, it will come to pass and be done for them by my Father in heaven. This is Jesus speaking. For wherever two or three are gathered, drawn together as my followers, in my name, there I am in the midst of them. How comforting to know that He is with us. I've had many meetings where there were just, just a handful or less, just a few. The first Sunday sermon I ever preached 12 years ago, everybody else got called away to a local conference and it was just me preaching to the camera. Who was My wife was running the camera. But the anointing was so strong in that room that day. God confirmed to us, just do my will son and speak my word and and I'm there with you. Matthew twenty one, twenty-one. And Jesus answered them, Truly I say to you, if you have faith, a firm relying trust, and, and do not doubt. You will not only do what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, Be taken up and cast into the sea, it will be done. What is the mountain you're facing in your life today? What are the obstacles, the things that are seemingly impossible to overcome? Jesus said, speak the word, pray, and believe that you have what you pray for when you pray, and you will have it. No matter how big the mountain, this is something created by God. It's nothing for him to move it out of your way and make all the crooked places straight. He wants to heal you everywhere you hurt. Here we go, Matthew or Mark 11, 23 and 24. Truly, I tell you, what whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt at all in his heart, but believes that what he says will take place, it will be done for him. For this reason, I'm telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it is granted to you, and you will get it. Mark sixteen eighteen. They will pick up serpents, and even if they drink anything deadly, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will get well. This doesn't mean that we're to go about tempting God, picking up snakes and things like that on purpose to prove a point. That's not wise in, in my belief. But this is just saying that we are powerful when we're standing in faith. And if things bad come upon us and we're doing the will of God, He will not allow it to hurt us. And if we lay hands on the sick, they will recover. Luke 10:19 Behold I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions this is not talking about things that crawl on the ground this is talking about the works of the devil we haven't been given power over the devil himself he's still running around in this in this earth in control for a time but Jesus has defeated him and now we have all protection and authority over all of his works Anything that he tries to to come against us with, we have the power and authority to cast that down. To put a stop to it. But you have to believe and receive. You have to speak it with authority and believe. Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over all the power that the enemy possesses. And nothing shall in any way harm you. How comforting. John 9.31 We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is God-fearing and is a worshiper of Him and does His will, He listens to them. John 10.10 The thief cometh only in order to steal and to kill and to destroy. I came that they may have life and enjoy it, And have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. This is Jesus being accused of having a demon. And he said, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Good God, bad devil, the thief, the enemy, the devil. He only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Many of the things that God is being blamed for is really the enemy. And people run and they get mad at God and they run to the arms of the devil, the very one who did the terrible thing to them because they're deceived. And the, and they should be running to God for His love and support and comfort. He came that we may have life and have it more abundantly or to the full. Romans four nineteen and through 21. He did not weaken in faith when he considered the utter impotence of his own body, which was as good as dead because he was about a hundred years old. This is talking about Abraham and Sarah. When he considered the barrenness of Sarah's deadened womb, no unbelief or distrust made, made him waver, Doubting, doubtingly question. Nothing concerning the promise of God he, did he ever doubt. No unbelief came in. He didn't he never distrusted the word of God, oh, although in the in the natural it looked impossible what God had promised to him. But he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God, fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word and to do what he had promised. Romans eight verse eleven. And if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then he who raised up Christ Jesus from the dead will also restore to life your mortal body. Short-lived, perishable bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. That same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in you and gives life to your mortal body. You are supernaturally Holy Ghost powered now. But you have to believe it. You have to speak it. You have to stand on it. You have to put your faith to work and do not let it rest until it accomplishes everything you have set it out to do. Because God is faithful. We just give up too soon too many times. Second Corinthians 1.20 says, For as many as are the promises of God, they all find their yes in him Christ for this reason we also utter the Amen so be it to God through him in his person and by his agency to the glory of God all the promises of God in Christ are yes and amen every promise everything he's done for somebody else every good thing that you find in that Bible every good word spoken over someone or over you Receive it with joy and believe it, it's yours. 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 5 of the Amplified. For though we walk, live in the flesh, we are not carry on, carrying on our warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical, weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. Inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, and we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. This means that we can take responsibility not only for our own lives, but for our thought life. Kenneth Hagin used to say, you, don't, you can't stop the birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from making a nest on top of your head. Reject any thought that is not of God. Anything that doesn't line up with the word of God, reject it. Because all sin starts with a thought. And when you entertain that thought for too long, then the enemy will come in and make a stronghold. And then that thing will take root and bear fruit. And you will get it in your heart. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And you will enter into that sin. So we just reject that thought. Get rid of it. You don't have to think about that. You no longer have a sin nature if you've been born again, if you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You have no no devil compelling you. You can't say the devil made me do it because he, he has no more power over you. And that's a blessing. It's a good thing to know. It's not a condemning thing. If you make a mistake, there's still forgiveness. There's still love. It doesn't change God's mind about you. He loves you the same. So don't run from him. Run to him. Say, Lord, I dropped the ball right there. Forgive me. Let's go and let's go forward. He doesn't want to look back. He doesn't want to dwell on the past and on your past mistakes. It's good to talk to him about these things and get it sorted out so that your conscience is is pure before him and that you can walk in agreement and in friendship with him without you feeling condemned. But God loves you. 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3-5 through For though we walk or live in the flesh... We are not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. Inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we lead every thought and every purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. This was a tough one for me, learning that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. And that our enemies are not flesh and blood. Or in other words, the people that are offending us or angering us. This is not our real enemy. It's the the enemy is the devil and his demons, the ones who are provocating or, or lying and deceiving these people into saying and doing the things that they're doing so pray for them forgive them and pray for them the best thing can ever happen is that god get a hold of them and change their hearts and yours amen ephesians 6 verses 10 through 17 in conclusion paul said be strong in the lord be empowered through your union with him You are now one with Christ. You have the mind of Christ within you, the kingdom of God, the holy of holies is right inside of you. Draw your strength from him, that strength which his boundless might provides. Put on God's whole armor, the armor of a heavy armed soldier which which God supplies, that you may be able to successfully stand up against all the strategies and the deceits of the devil for we're not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the despotisms, against the powers, against the master spirits who are the, the world rulers of this present darkness, against the spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger. And having done all, the crisis demands to stand firmly in your place. Stand, therefore, hold your ground, having tightened the belt of truth around your loins and having put on the breastplate of integrity and of moral restitute and right standing with God and having shod your feet in preparation to face the enemy with the firm footing, stability, the firm-footed stability, the promptedness, and the readiness produced by the good news of the gospel of peace, lift up over all the covering shield of saving faith upon which you can quench all the flaming missiles of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of, the God, of, word of God. Philippians 1.6 These are all in the amplified version. I'm just using these because they expound so much. I'm not used to them, though I know, I know most of these scriptures by heart from the, either the King James or the, the English Standard Version or maybe the New American Standard. But I like these amplified scriptures because they expound so much. So I'm using them today. Just felt led to. So bear with me if I stumble a little. Philippians 1 6 says, And I am convinced and sure of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will continue until the day of Christ Jesus, right up to the time of his return, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion in you. How comforting. Philippians 2:13 Not in your own strength for it is God who is all the while effect- for it is God who is all the while effectively at work in you energizing and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight Philippians 4, 6 through 8, my wife's favorite scriptures. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything by prayer and petition, definite requests with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God, and God's peace shall be yours that tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. For the rest, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence and is honorable and seemly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there is any virtue and excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your minds on them. We can control our thoughts. And we're called to do that very thing; fear is only faith in what the devil can do. We need to put our trust in the Word of God in his faithfulness, his goodness, and his promises second Timothy one seven for God did not give us a spirit of fear of timidity, of cowardice, of craving and cringing and fawning fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. Hebrews ten twenty-three 23 and 25. So let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess and our acknowledgement of it. For he who promised is reliable. He is sure and faithful to do his word not forsaking or neglecting to assemble together as believers as is the habit of some people but admonishing warning urging and encouraging one another and all the more faithfully as you see the day approaching hebrews 10:35 do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence for it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward be confident be expected from God. And not expecting bad things. He's not out to get you. Expect good things from God. Matter of fact, Christian hope is a confident expectation of good from God. Hebrews 11, 11 says, Because of faith also Sarah herself received physical power to conceive a child, even when she was long past the age for it, because she considered God who had given her the promise to be reliable and trustworthy and true to his word. And because of that belief, this woman who was 90 years old, and God had told her she was going to have a baby, and she did when she was about 90 years old. She trusted him, and he called her a woman of great faith. She is listed in that great faith chapter in the Bible. Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, is always the same yesterday, today, yes, and forever to all the ages. James 1, 5, if any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of the giving God who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly without reproaching or fault finding, and it will be given him. Ask for wisdom. It's a simple thing to do. Ask God for wisdom. But when you do, know this. He has a promise right here in James 1.5 saying, hey, he loves it when you ask for wisdom. He will not judge you. He will not reproach you. He will not find fault with you. He will give you wisdom. And you know why? Because in asking him for the wisdom, you are telling him, you know, he is the one who has it and the provider of it. You're coming to him as a child in need of some good advice and direction from a loving father. And he's happy to give it. Remember that and believe it. James 3.17 says, But the wisdom from above is first of all pure, undefiled. Then it is peace loving, courteous, considerate, and gentle. This is our God we're talking about. It is willing to yield to reason, full of compassion and good fruits. It is wholehearted and straightforward, impartial and unfeigned, free from doubts, wavering and insincerity. God is good, and we need to believe it and put our trust in it. James 4, 7 and 8 says, So be subject to God. Resist the devil. Stand firm against him and he will flee from you. There is a beautiful promise right there. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and he will come close to you. Recognize that you are sinners. Get your soiled hands clean. Realize that you have been disloyal, wavering individuals with divided interests and purify your hearts. Of your spiritual adultery just turn to God and he'll turn to you he's not out to get you James 5 14 and 15 if if is anyone slick among you he should call on the church elders the spiritual guides and they shall then pr- they should pray over him anointing him with oil in the Lord's name and the prayer that is of faith will save him who is sick. And the Lord will restore him. And if he's committed sins, he'll also be forgiven. First Peter 2.24, remember, he personally bore our sins, talking about Jesus, on his own body, on the tree. As on an altar and offered himself on it that we might die or cease to exist to sin and live to righteousness by his wounds you have been healed this is not a spiritual healing although that has been taking uh, that has taken place as well but this is talking about our physical bodies in this time god wants to heal you everywhere you hurt spiritually emotionally, mentally, physically, financially, relationally. It's all yours and it's on account for you. Just learn to write the checks. First Peter 5, 7 and 9, 7 through 9. Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns once and for all on Him. For He carries for you, let me just say, sheep, which we are, we are the sheep of his pasture. He is our shepherd. We were never meant to carry packs on our back. So cast the whole of our cares upon him, our anxieties and worries and concerns once and for all, casting them on him for he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Be well-balanced, temperate, sober of mind. Be vigilant and cautious at all times. For that enemy, that enemy of yours, the devil, he roams around like a roaring lion of fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. Withstand him, be firm in faith against his onset, rooted, established, strong, immovable, and determined, knowing that the same identical sufferings are appointed to your brotherhood, the whole body of Christians throughout the world. 1 Peter 2, 24, he personally bore our sins on his own body on the tree as on an altar and offered himself on it that we might die or cease to exist to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. 1 Peter 5, 7 through 9, casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns once and for all upon him. Sheep were never meant to carry packs on their back. Cast your cares on the Lord, for he cares for you, and he has broad shoulders. So cast your cares upon him, for he cares for you. He affectionately cares about you, watchfully. Be well-balanced, temperate, sober of mind. Be vigilant and cautious at all times. For that enemy of yours, the devil, roams around like a lion, roaring in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. Withstand him. Be firm in faith against his onset, rooted, established, strong, immovable, and determined, knowing that the same identical sufferings are appointed to your brotherhood, the whole body of Christians throughout the world. You're not the only one going through the problems that you're having, even though they seem unique to you. You have Christian brothers and sisters all around the world suffering in a similar fashion. And the same promise is good to them as it is to you. Stand strong against the devil and he will flee from you. God will never leave you or forsake you. 1 John 3 verses 21 and 22. And behold, if our consciences, our hearts do not accuse us, if they do not make us feel guilty and condemn us, we have confidence in complete assurance and boldness before God. And we receive from him whatever we ask because we watchfully obey his orders, observe his suggestions and injunctions, follow his plan for us and habitually practice what is pleasing to him. 1 John five fourteen and 15. And this is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness which we have in him. We are sure that if we ask anything, make any request according to his will, in agreement with his own plan, he listens to and hears us. And if, since we positively know that he listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted to us our present possessions, the requests made of him. Third John 1, 2, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in every way and that your body may keep well, even as I know your soul keeps well and prospers. It is God's will. It is his desire, according to Third John 1, 2, right here, that we be in good health and prosper. Never believe that God is putting sickness on you, or strife, or divorce, or poverty. Those are all from the devil, not from God. He doesn't put things like that on us to teach us things. That's the enemy. God would teach us through his word, and through the leading and guidance of the Holy Spirit. Revelation twelve eleven says, And they have overcome, conquered him by means of the blood of the Lamb, and by the utterance of their testimony for they did not love and cling to life even when faced with death holding their lives cheap till they had to die for their witnessing stand strong in the lord do not waver no matter what comes upon you confess the lord jesus christ the one true and living god the one savior of the world And you will be glad you did. God's word will not fail. Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass. God's will, his healing is working in you. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. That's Philippians 2.13. Romans 8.11 says the spirit of life is making your body alive. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. 2 Corinthians 1.20 God is for you. For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us. Matthew eight. Verses 2 and 3. It is God's will for you to be healed. And behold, a leper came and worshiped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Are you hearing this? Is it blessing you? Do you feel the anointing, the power? Just put your trust in God's word. Exodus 15, 26. Obey God's word and be healed. Serve the Lord and healing will be yours. Exodus 23, 25. God takes all sickness away from you. And the Lord will take away from you all sickness and will afflict you with none of the terrible diseases which you put upon those in Egypt, but will lay them on All those who hate you, that's from Deuteronomy 7.15. Remember those Old Testament scriptures from the first part of this message. God bless you all. God's word is healing. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destruction. Psalm 107 verse 20. You know, there's a lot of power just in knowing the names of God. Jehovah Jireh. The Lord is my provider. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner of victory. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is my peace. Jehovah Ra, the Lord is my shepherd. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is always present. Jehovah Sid Canu, the Lord is my righteousness. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord is my healer. Thank you, Lord, for loving us so much. Thank you for your precious word and anointing. And I just ask that you help everyone who hears this message. And I mean that as an acronym. Help, heal, empower, love, and prosper. Help them to have a revelation of your great love for them. Prosper them in every way. Heal them everywhere they hurt. Spirit, soul, and body, Lord. And empower them to do your will. To walk in victory and power. In this life, we're waiting for revival, Lord. Use us, cause our hands to heal the multitudes, thousands upon thousands. Help us to speak life and not death, to choose life and not death, to reject the lies of the enemy and only speak and only believe and only stand on your truth and the promises of God. We are redeemed, blood-bought children of God by the precious blood of Jesus. And his body was broken for us. For our healing. We thank you Lord. And we love you. In Jesus name. Amen.